Broadcasting live from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Welcome to Episode 61 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, we talk about the October market report in detail. This is the summary of the month of October. Very important month as we then begin ending out of summer. We also talk with Christy Yeager. I chatted with her earlier this week about the resident survey report. This comes out every year. This is across about 1,200 Oklahoma City residents that get asked a, series, asked a series of questions involving how they're liking city services. They then use that survey to determine what money is going to be spent over the next year and what policies may get voted on in the future. Big stuff. You'll want to hear that just to hear the tone of what Oklahoma City is like. Let's jump right into the report here. I want to get into the report for online here so that you can see kind of the differences going into October. So if you're listening on the podcast, well, you're just going to have to listen to the audio and I'll be sure to, to say those numbers. But if you're watching on OKC Real TV on YouTube, you can watch this and see the figures rolling out. All right, jumping into our computer screen here. I'm right into the last year, red being the Oklahoma City Northwest core only. That's the northwest side of Oklahoma City, which is where most of you individuals have experienced the most appreciation. Uh, and then the blue line being Oklahoma City, the entire city limits of Oklahoma City. Now, this is where the linear market makes sense. We look at October. October, okay, coming in at sales price median gain of 15% over last year, this time last year, 15% gain, Oklahoma City experiencing a 6.5% gain. Folks, over the last seven years, we've been riding in that 3.5% appreciation. Now we're seeing it doubled at 6.5. But guess what? We are still a linear market. We may be leaning into a hybrid market, but we're still rolling in to that linear market. Watch this market correction coming here. October 2019 coming in. We're dropping back down into that hovering around 174, 174 being our median purchase price compared to Oklahoma City in at 165. We topped out this summer at 225 for the month of June. Okay, we had a big pitfall right after that in July, dropping down to 151, back up to 199 in August, and then hitting 202 in September. Now falling back for October into that 174 again characteristic of a linear market. This confirms, even though we've experienced this last greatest buzz, we're still seeing that the linear market of the Midwest, which were really the Southwest, but let's just say the middle of the country, still rules king. And that's largely due to the affordability index. These, This is the good old boy land. This part of the country, we are logical to the most part because, hey, we're just 
We don't have time to dream about this Silicon Valley stuff. We're talking about real jobs, real people. That's why you invest in a linear market. Let's look back at this again. Going on to our new listings. New listings up 17% on the northwest side of Oklahoma City since last year, 12 months ago. That's a 17% increase. That's coming in to 124 for the month of October. Oklahoma City, 825 new listings. That's up 12% over last year. Coming into pending sales, not really a whole lot of metric. 44% up pending in October. Okay, that's over last year how many sales were pending. 17% up in Oklahoma City as a core. Going on to our days of market, look at this. We were at a high in January of 30 days on market. Okay, now we're looking at 11 days on market for October. That's coming up from 14, just, what was it? There uh, we go. 13 days on market in September for Oklahoma City, coming up to 15 days in October. Okay, for Northwest City Core, 14 days on market, dropping down in October to 11, just 11 days on the market. I know last month really felt very competitive, representing as a buyer's agent, and that sure was the case. Looking at our month's supply of inventory, interesting metric to watch here. Six months being a classic seller's mar our buyer's market, we have been ranging all year under 2.4 months. Okay, coming in, now we're hitting that 2.8, and now we've reached 2.9, getting ready to cross into that three-month supply of homes for sale higher than we've ever been. This is supply and demand, folks, acting as it should in a free market environment. As the supply goes up, we're looking at that median price starting to stabilize, okay? Uh, as far as our price per square foot, we're seeing that drop and correct to the $125 per square foot in the Northwest City Core, where Oklahoma City hovering around that $101 for October, staying pretty steady with a nice, steady increase over the year, whereas that Northwest City Core, of course, there's less metrics to report coming in at that. Want to jump over before we get to our guest here over to the heat map. This is actually, it says Tulsa County, but it's actually, I've zoomed over to Oklahoma City, okay, because I don't want the other metrics showing up here. So we've got the blue representing an increase up to 15% where the dark blue and the red showing a decrease, okay? This shows where over the last 12 months are basically Zillow's estimate, estimated home values increasing, okay? This area right here, which is 73106, just wrote a, a blog article on this, really showing a lot of potential here, 73106. Also, for you folks wanting to go to the south side, south of I-40, lot of potential here. Okay, just south of I-40, west of Robinson Avenue, looking really good there, west east of Penn. Look at that, lot of opportunity for renovation happening there. Okay, lot of forecasts. Now, there's some areas, as you see in the red, to, to stay away from. Okay, you can't jump into the south side without somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay, these are Class C, Class D areas that are coming out due to a lot of renaissance here in downtown. A lot of parks opening up with Scissortail Park. A lot of opportunity happening there on the south side. So, 
want to bring in, pay attention to these metrics. It's a linear market here in Oklahoma City, so you're not going to experience these huge cyclical changes. We already see a market correction coming in at the end of this fall. So keep that in mind when investing. Make sure your dollar counts day you buy it. When you buy it, if it doesn't make sense, I don't want to hear any of this, oh, but there could be appreciation in the next year, so let's just keep our, you know, let's lose, it's okay to lose money now, but in five years you're going to make this big money. No, linear market, make money day one. That's it. Doesn't cash flow from day one, forget about it. All right, on to the guest. I hope you'll enjoy this. All right, I want to welcome our guest to the show today, Christy Yeager, the Public Information Officer at Oklahoma City. Christy, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Thanks for having me. All right, tell our listeners a little bit about what your position is in the city, how long you've been doing it, and and you know what, what, what it is that you do in Oklahoma City. Sure. Um, I am the Public Information Officer, and my job is to make sure that communications with our residents go smoothly and people know how to get information about what is happening in the city government. I've been in my job for about 11 or 12 years, and before that I worked in the Parks Department and Communications, so I'm a 22-year city employee, and I love working for the city. Wow, and it is a city, an incredible city to work with. Um, and I, I understand that uh, this year now, – now, remind us, this residential survey that we're going to be talking about today, is this a new thing or is this something that the city has been doing for quite a while? That's a very good question. We've been doing this survey for 11 years. Most of those years have been consecutive. There was one year when the budget was pretty bad and we cut that expense, um, but we have – results from the last 11 of 12 years. And I think that's important to keep those surveys coming so that we can see trends that are occurring within our residents. Now, this residential survey is conducted then in the summertime every year. And Mm -hmm. from what I understand, it is a survey of about 1,200 people out of the city. Is that correct? Right. Um, To get a statistical survey, our company that we hire called ETC out of Kansas, they aim to get 1,200 people to respond. And of those respondents, we want uh, the same percentage, almost the same percentage from each ward or each part of the city. So this year, they were able to get respondents from responses from 1,264 residents. And that was about 12% of people from, um, about 12% from each ward. Amazing. Okay, good. So you got kind of a good spread of residents across the city. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the results, talk to me a little bit about what we found. And, and uh, you know, sounds to me, you know, with reading some of the news articles that came out about it, it was actually really good. Right. We've, we've been doing pretty well for the last few years, which tells us that our residents are pretty happy with what's going on with MAPS. Uh, in fact, um, nine out of ten residents said that they think Oklahoma City is an excellent or good place to live. That's very encouraging for us. The national average for a large American city is about half so uh, we uh, we feel like we do well there. Um, we do know where our challenges, though, are 
are, and that is in our street condition. And about 11% of our residents said that they were happy with our street condition, which means a lot of people are unhappy with it. We are trying to make strides to um, make those changes. And in fact, streets have been the the lowest, have, have received the lowest rankings uh, for the past 11 years. So that's why the city continues to come forth with bond issues that will help repave or rebuild streets. And um, the most recent bond issue is called Better Street Safer City. And people will start seeing if they haven't already seen signs up where we're trying to rebuild or repave streets and take care of that problem. The important part of the survey is that it helps our elected officials identify what our residents' priorities are so they are in line with those. Hmm. Now, I see just for those that want to read the full report, you can go to okcrealestateshow.com. There's a link there to the full report. You can also find that on okc.gov. There's a, the quality of fire services was ranked 89% yes. the highest. Yes. Quality of ambulance yep. services. These are folks that are saying overall satisfied uh, quality of ambulance services at 76%. Quality of police was 71%. Quality of uh, city water coming in at 63%. This is well above national averages. Right. And um, once people, if people start looking at that report, it's 144 pages long. It's it's a thick report, but it's fascinating to see what people are happy with and then also how we benchmark against other cities our size. Um, again, when I know that you're looking at page four and um, people, you know, say the area that we need to improve is flow of traffic. So we need to, to work on that. We need to to um, continue what we are doing with our public transit system, and we need to continue fixing our streets. Yeah, so on that, we've, we had the number one, uh, what they call the top three city services that should receive the most emphasis over the next two years, uh, residents said, the condition of city streets. And I'm assuming that's, that's potholes? Is that, is, that what they're, is that what most people, when they say the conditions of streets, they're talking about a bumpy road? Is that right? You know, that is probably a lot of it, but a lot of people just want their street resurfaced completely. So the potholes have gotten so bad, they just need to, we just need to go in and, and change those rules. And if you think about Oklahoma City, we have a lot of rural roads out on the outskirts of Oklahoma City, and um, it's hard to keep up with the infrastructure on, um, if you go, you know, 20 minutes out from, or 30 or 40 minutes out from downtown, it's a challenge to keep up with streets that are not highly used as well. But um, but I would say potholes is a big problem, and we get potholes when we have extreme weather, a lot of rain, a lot of ice, and um, that's what we're going to be seeing in the next few months is probably challenges with that and the and erosion of streets. So we always have to keep up with it. We've got 50% of the residents said uh, the flow of traffic and ease of getting around town. Now, mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that 50% was probably like in the rural areas, you don't really have traffic yet in Oklahoma City. I mean, compared to other cities, for those that have traveled to bigger cities like Los Angeles or, or New York, Baltimore, I mean, there's no comparison in traffic between those big cities and our city. In fact, you can get just about anywhere in the metro in less than 20 minutes. So it must be they're talking about ease of moving around maybe in that urban core 
poor? Is that is that kind of what you guys have found? Well, again, that you know, those responses are from every ward in Oklahoma City. So maybe they'd like more stoplights, maybe. And, and one thing we are working on, continue to work on, is making sure that lights, when they turn green along a stretch of, of road, that they're all synchronized. Mm. And that is one of the big things that we can do to improve the flow of traffic is get that, if you think about driving north on Classen from downtown, sure. for instance, we've got those street lights synchronized so that you don't have to stop every time you get to a light. Hmm. And Northwest Expressway is another uh, area that we have synchronized lights. And we're putting more and more of those in with bond issue money. Now, we've got a kind of a mixed review on the police services. It's kind of interesting in the report we talk about, 71% were excited about the quality of police services, but then the number three being the quality of police services was only 30% of people were, were unsatisfied with the police. Um, and what was the main reason behind that? I mean, do we have any insight on why they would be unhappy other than just people that don't like being told what to do? I mean, <laughs> police were, are always challenged no matter what city you are in. I mean, what do they do? They tell you to not do things typically and write tickets. So um, most people are not happy when they get a ticket. They're typically more impressed with the fire service because they're kind of more um, viewed as heroes. But um, but our, our quality of police services. Let me let me see if we can find um, how we've done, how that compares to the last few years. If mm-hmm. I can find that in my 144-page <laughs> booklet, it was, I think that it, would tell you a lot, too. It's basically reading reading half a novel, for sure. It um, is. It's very involved. It is. And we've got some of the charts on the website. If you guys want to just go through it, you can see the and we'll put that up on the screen, but the, you can just see some of the charts. They do a great job of kind of briefly describing some of the main data, and especially when we get into uh, where we rank among other cities of similar size. And I think a lot of people don't quite understand that we're 620 square miles of city. Um, most cities are about half of that. So when we get into Oklahoma City, when you say Oklahoma City, you're talking about a ginormous area. Um, would you say that that complicates a lot of our statistics when we talk about, uh, you know, what we're experiencing because we're just so spread out? Yes. Um, providing services to the outskirts of Oklahoma City is extremely um, expensive. And, um, I mean, if you think about how far you have to drive to get north to Edmond, uh, a lot of people think they're in Edmond when they hit Memorial Road, but they are not. They they still have a few more miles north to go. And then Ward 7 is huge ward. I mean, it's probably, I would say, bigger than most California cities, right, just in Ward 7. So it does present a challenge to us to get the streets resurfaced out there. And in uh, some of those areas, we don't even provide um, not trash uh, recycling services for because it's so expensive to, to get those recycling trucks out. Mm. Sure. So sure. That, because you know, that's you one get, of the things that we need to look more. at. Less less population density, so you're you're less bang for yeah. the buck, of course. Sure. So 
kind of getting a little bit further into uh, kind of projecting into the future. So when we talk about this report, what does this mean once we kind of ingest all this information? What does city council do with this? I mean, how do we how do we take this report and then go? How do we effectively uh, you know manage ourselves for the next year? Does this report really weigh in on decisions that get made as far as policies that get brought up for vote? Absolutely. This report is critically important. It tells our elected officials and our leaders in Oklahoma City uh, a lot about what people are feeling and, and what they're thinking. So, um, again, because we know streets is a real issue for our residents, we have to continually invest in streets and continually make sure that we are filling those potholes and resurfacing and staying on top of it. Right now, we're behind. We also know that people want more sidewalks. So we're looking at that and as a part of MAPS 4, and we built sidewalks into better streets, safer city as well. Um, we were talking about the police before, and with Better Street Safer City, uh, we included a sales tax for for public safety, and that's going to allow us to add more police officers to the force. If we want to respond quicker to people, especially out on our outskirts, then we need to add more people to the force and, and make sure that we can get out there quickly. If someone was to say... Where are you prioritizing the most amount of infrastructure, streets and sidewalks and the most benefit of, let's say, the next two or three years? What would that answer be? Oh, streets by far. Streets, streets is, um, is where most of our money is going. And in fact, we're trying to get so many contracts out right now with Better Streets, Safer City money that there aren't enough contractors out there. So... That is the priority based on the survey and 11 years of the survey. It's not unusual for a city to have streets as their number one issue. That is not unusual. It's a little unusual for it to be the number one issue for 11 years. So we're Mm. aggressively hitting it, and it's a priority for Mayor Holt. Now, as far as residents that are interested in finding out what the progress would be in their particular neighborhood or their particular area, is there a way that they can check and go, well, when, am, when is my street going to be up for renovation? They can. They can go to OKC.gov and Better Street Safer City, and there will be links on there to maps, and we can show. We, we can't tell you exactly when, but we can give you an idea of whether we are planning, you know, where that is in the planning process. So every one of our projects is, is listed on data maps, on data-based maps online. We'll be sure to put. They a could link also tweet for... us and ask us if if they're having a hard time finding it. Uh, just send us a, mm-hmm. uh, something through Facebook or Twitter or call the Action Center, and the Action Center can help at two nine seven two five three five. I know I've heard a lot of folks saying, you know, especially out of state investors. Uh, I think two years ago we did a bus tour that. I, I jumped on to just really kind of get an idea of what the voices were of some of these 
folks that were flying in to just kind of see what Oklahoma City was about. And a lot of them were asking, you know, where are the sidewalks? You know, what's going on with these streets? And then I heard one gentleman say, well, you know, th- that's why the taxes are so low here, because we don't have a whole lot of infrastructure like like sidewalks. So when we talk about sidewalks, where where's the priority on that? I know we've already done a tremendous amount, uh, you know, west of I-44. There's been brand new sidewalks thrown in there, and that's done wonders to, like, the Windsor District. Um, you've also got, uh, I think, what, uh, west of Portland on 23rd. That whole area's got some pretty sidewalks that are going in there. Is there a way to where residents can kind of track if their neighborhood's going to get a sidewalk? Yes, that, that is also on the Better Street Safer City maps on OKC.gov. It's amazing how expensive sidewalks are, and unfortunately, the city went through uh, 50 years of not building sidewalks at all, zero. Mm-hmm. So now we're, we're going back in history and trying to fix that, but it's going to be a very slow pretty expensive uh, solution. They but said we, on are, Tuesday's, we are committed to doing that. Tuesday's city council meeting, I heard a figure somewhere in the range of half a million dollars per mile. It's a very expensive, yes. And you know why? It's because when we start building, once once we start digging underground, there are utilities under those and those right-of-ways that have to be moved. So moving utilities is extremely expensive. Sometimes that determines which side of the street we build the sidewalks on, too. Hmm. You've also got structures. You've got people's lives, big trees, <laughs> everything that's grown up over the mm-hmm. years. Now, mm-hmm. another and topic. So with sidewalks, um, we want to make sure that where we build sidewalks, they'll be used. So we're trying to put them on the highest um, use streets like arterial streets like Penn or May or areas where we see that people have left a trail and um, areas that go somewhere like schools or libraries or, or shopping centers. So those are our priorities. So the Better Streets map, I think if there's individuals that want to understand kind of where the priority is, that's where you're going to start is this map. And we'll mm-hmm. make sure to put a link mm-hmm. on there for that. And then also you mentioned the Twitter. And I've been really impressed with just watching the Twitter page even of, of the, the quick responses that government officials have in Oklahoma City. I mean, I think of I spent some time going to college up in, in Maryland and in Texas. And to, to be able to correspond within a week was a big deal. And here you're seeing a response within the day sometimes. So it's really amazing to see how responsive Oklahoma City government is. I'm glad you've recognized that because that's one of the important functions of my office. And I have two employees who do a lot of things in the office. And one of them is to respond to residents. And they do that very proudly. They do it. It's important to them to get back with with people, to empathize with them, to listen to them, to try to help solve their problem and to get them the answers they're looking for. Well, Christy, we're almost about out of time here. I want to get you on the show in the future about bikes. We've been talking about, you know, other modes of transportation. There's also a lot of economic 
benefits to bringing bikes into a city. That's been a hot topic, especially this last week. Uh, on Tuesday, you guys um, talked about uh, bikes extensively at the city council meeting. You had several residents bringing up their concerns. And I actually did some research on my own to see what other economic benefits, because I didn't quite understand the bikes myself. I'm not a biker myself. And I and I wonder, you know, well, what do you do when it rains or if it's cold? Do you still bike to work as enthusiastic as some of these individuals were? Uh, but it seemed to be that overall, bikes were increasing the economic benefit of a city. And in fact, investors might actually want to plan to build restaurants and build houses and 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 be along these bike trails in the future. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd like to have you on in the future talking about that as we get those uh, concepts a little bit more uh, ingrained and in, to kind of where the city is going to be going. But in final summary here, do you have anything you'd like to talk to people that are maybe on the fence about moving to Oklahoma City that are maybe coming? We've got a lot of folks coming from California now, a lot of folks coming from New York City that have just been tired tired of the, the house prices and the cost of living being too high, and they're looking at other options. As far as the middle of America, what do you have to say to them? Well, we would welcome people to Oklahoma City. Um, we feel like we are trying to build a city that visitors want to come to and people want to live in. And it's our priority 365 days a year to make Oklahoma City the best city we can. There you go, folks. You heard it from Christy Yeager, Public Information Officer for Oklahoma City. If you want to ask a question, all you got to do is ask. Oklahoma City's ears are open for the residents and those not even residents yet that may be interested in coming here. You can still reach out, ask your questions, and you're going to get answers in Oklahoma City, which is the small big town in the middle of America. Christy, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.